WRYH podcast, better known as We Raise Your Host, a weekly show that judges you and your horse ways. My name is Lonnie. Welcome back to the shenanigans and the foolery. It's been quite a week. Um, my week is per so, towards the end, was filled more so with emotion than anything. Um, but for the most part, it was pretty good. I can honestly say. I've been experiencing less stress these days, and I can't help but just welcome it all in. Um, y'all have been completely and utterly on, like, beyond one. Y'all, like, on a negative hundred on the Rector scale at this point. Because y'all are completely out of control with all of this. So, I think it's time to start the timeline. Um... This week, the timeline was rather. Hold on, child. Wait a minute. Oh, there you go. I need a glass of wine several occasions this week to deal with the shenanigans that took place. First things first. Um, Belle Police announces that she is separating from her husband, Offset. Um, it came in the form of a actual Twitter post, on Twitter, a Instagram post where she announced what was going on, and as we can see, as I'm looking right now, the post is actually gone. Um, in the video, she specified, I know exactly where to find it, because I just want the audio to play. Um, which I didn't even notice that she deleted it until I just went to look for it right now. Um, hold on, I'm looking for it, I'm looking for it. I could have spelled that time frame with um me sipping some more wine or something because y'all find that very entertaining by the way. Um I don't know how, I don't know why. I'm gonna try to live for it. Okay, here we go. So this is what happens. trying to work things out with my baby father for a hot minute now and we're really good friends and you know we're really good business partners and you know he's always somebody that I run to to talk to and we got a lot of love for each other but things just haven't been working out between us for a long time and it's nobody's fault it's just like I guess we grew out of love but we're not together anymore I don't know, it might take time to get a divorce, and I'm going to always have a lot of love for him because he is my daughter's father, and yeah. So everybody been, um... So that was the post that she posted up, this is Sean, like, five days ago, which was the beginning of the week when she announced that she left, um, that she was divorcing her husband. Now, we don't know whether it's true or not, as you just heard me say, the post is now deleted. Um, off of her profile, but of course the shade room, ball alert, all that good stuff they held on to it um, Offset put in the comments stating y'all win um, in the comments specifying that it was it's our fault that she's leaving him when in reality you were cheating on her from Jump Street and it was like mad stories coming out that you were sleeping around with other women and mind you, this whole, like, it's just this whole thing of just embarrassing her. So, that's a lot to the two of them. Hopefully, they can find some type of closure and work things out. No, I don't think they can, but I also am still skeptical of this whole situation. I feel like it's not real. 
But um, that's my opinion. Um, she also showed, finally showed us a picture of the beautiful, the the beautiful, the lovely, the just naturally beautifully gifted child known as Culture. We finally see a picture of her. Party had Culture, what, the middle, like going on toward the middle of July. It is now going on the middle of December. And she finally showed us a picture. And she's just a cute little, little brown skin thing. She's like almondy color. She cute. She's cute. She's adorable. Um, didn't really see a face. She was looking to the side, but you know it was her because her her bits had culture on it. So it was real cute to see that. Um, I I need another sip of wine for this one. Hold on. Oh, that's gone. Thank you for this wine. Um, so the Grammys were announced this week. Um, and it it had a lot of things that needed to be addressed and talked about and all those good things. So, pulling up the link from Complex, they talked about, um, the Grammy nominations. So here we go. Um, Drake, Kendrick Lamar, and Cardi B lead the nominations. Um, Kendrick is also the Black Effect for this week because he leads the nominations with eight, and he has no actual album out. He is nominated for eight Grammys because of the Black Panther soundtrack. Um, Right behind him is Drake with seven, and Cardi follows behind both of them with five. Now, there are a lot of people that are noted as they got snubbed nominations, like they were completely blocked from all of them. Um, Tiana Taylor is a noted um, block from the Grammys this year. Um, who else is not? J. Cole was blocked from the Grammy nominations. Um, the big four categories had a lot of people blocked out, uh, which is <clears throat> Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Album of the Year, Best New Artist. Now... The Carters were shut out of those four categories as well. Um, they were nominated for... Let me pull up the, pull up the, um, the record. Um, they were nominated for eight shit for best... Um, I believe it was best rap performance. I'm looking it up right now. Um, I want to say it was best rap performance. Cause, um, or it was best music video. Best music video. Both. Um, Summer was nominated for best R&B performance, which kind of confused me. Um, but the whole album in a whole was not nominated. Um, I'm going to read the actual categories off to you guys. Hopefully I can pronounce some of these people's names right, or I'm just going to highlight the people that actually give a shit about. Um, album of the Year, Drake Scorpion, Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy, Kendrick Lamar, Various Artists, Black Panther, The Album, Post Malone, Bear Pongs, and Bentleys, Janelle Monet, Dirty Computer, that is a big one. Um, and her, her, that's a big one. She shocked everybody with five nominations this year. Um, record of the year, Cardi B, Bad Bunny, and J Belvin, I like it. Um, Thomas Gambino, This is America, Drake, God's Plan. Um, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, um, Shallow. We'll talk about that in another time. I'll probably get into it. Kendrick Lamar says that all the stars... Um, Post Malone and 21 Savage Rockstar. Um, Song of the Year, Drake God's Plan, Hedrick uh, Lamar says all the stars, LMA Boot Up. Um, 
Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, Shallow, Charles Gambino, This Is America. Um, best new artist went to um, nominated notably in here is her and Chloe and Hailey, which is a major thing because they got nominated for two Grammys in their um, first year of being considered. They got nominated for two best rap performance. Um, Drake Nice for What, Cardi B Be Careful, Travis Scott featuring Drake Sicko Mode, um, J Rock, Kendrick Lamar Future, and James Blake. King's Dead, um, and Anderson Pop Bubbling. Best Rap Song Performance, Kendrick Lamar and Sizzle All the Stars, Travis Gambino, This is America, Black It featuring J. Cole, Pretty Little Fears, Prince uh, Harry and Gold Link, Like I Do. Uh, Post Malone and Tony Savage Rockstar. Best Rap Song. Drake God's Plan. Um, J-Rock. J Kendrick Lamar Future and James Blake. King's Dead. Drake and... Oh, excuse me. Travis Scott featuring Drake Sicko Mode. Um, Eminem featuring Jonah Lucas. Lucky You. J-Rock win. Best Rap Album. Um, Pusha T. Daytona. Travis Scott Astroworld. Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy, Mac Miller, Swimming, Nipsey Hustle, Victory Lap. Best R&B Performance, you see Tony Braxton, Long As I Live, The Carter Summer, that kind of confused me, um, Layla Hathaway, Y-O-Y, her featuring Daniel, Daniel Caesar, um, Best Part, I'm confused because that's really Daniel Caesar's song, it's not hers, um, and PJ Morton, First Began, Best R&B song, you have boot up, come through a chill, feels like summer, focus, long as I live. Um, and best R&B album, Tony Braxton, Sex and Cigarettes, Lady Hathaway, Honestly, Leon Bridges, Good Thing, Her, Her, and PJ Morgan, Gumbo Unplugged. I'm not going to go into the rest. Actually, I will, because I said that Everything is Love was not nominated as an album. I'm going to find out that it actually is, because it's nominated for Best Urban Contemporary Album. Along with Coley and Haley, The Kids Are All Right, um... Miguel Warren Leisure. Um, Kanye's nominated for producer of the year, but they completely derailed Ye and that joint album that he has with Kate Cuddy. Um, of course, like I said, the Carter's Ape Shit, This Is America, um, Janelle Monet Pink, and that is best music video. Um, I'm not going to go into the rest of the categories. You can look it up on the Grammy website, but it gives you more detail and it's more accurate. Um, the biggest snub that everyone noticed, two people got snubbed. Well, one person got completely snubbed out of the actual nominations altogether. That was Nicki Minaj. She got nominated for nothing. Queen came out in August, which was more than enough time to meet Grammy nomination deadline, which is September 30th. Queen did not receive not one nomination, none of the songs off Queen, the actual album Queen, and also... The song Fifi that she has with um, Takashi Six Nine. Now she submitted nineteen. She submitted nineteen um, of her all bodies of work in the categories, and it still wasn't selected for actual nomination. Um, Tiana Taylor spoke out about her being not just stated it's not. Um, excuse me, about being snubbed, and she said it's a popularity contest. Um, J Cole hasn't said anything because he got basically snubbed. KOD in its entirety got snubbed. But he did get nominated with Black for Pretty Little Fears. And Pretty Little Fears is actually a good little song. A little diddly, you know. You know, you can get your little bop on to it. It's a little bop in ten. Um, but I'm very happy for her. And I hope they don't pull a scissor on her. 
Her sister was nominated for five Grammys last year, and she took home none. So I'm hoping that they don't play her. I'm hoping Chloe and Holly get a Grammy. They deserve it. They're they're vocalists in a world that believes in autotune. They actually sing. (laughs) Catch my shade. They actually sing. Um, It's just, it's going to be an interesting year. Plus, Taylor Swift actually got, um, she got blocked out of nomination too, now that I think about it. She only got nominated for Best Vocal Pop uh, Vocal Album for Reputation. That's it. She did not get nominated for Album of Song or nothing. They completely decided to shut that whole argument down this year and say, you know what, we're going to shut out the majority of the big-name artists for Album of the Year and just give other people time to shine. So, best of luck, you guys. The Grammys comes on, I believe, the beginning of February. I forget the exact date. But it's going to be quite a show. I can't wait. I want to see all my faves. I want to see Janelle Monae walk away with a Grammy. If she wins Album of the Year, because that album was really, really good, now that I think about it. If she wins Album of the Year, I can already stand for Dirty Computer, the album, and the message that is conveyed with it. Um, I might go listen to it after I finish this. Yeah. I feel like listening to either Take a Bite or... um. Pink. Don't know why. Just feel like it. I just love the liberation that she finally could be her authentic self and not have to hold that guard up to actually produce her music. So congratulations to everyone. If you didn't get a Grammy nomination, try harder next time or girl see you next year or maybe you just may never get one. Um, not speaking to Tiana or J. Cole. Y'all do the subtraction and know who exactly who I'm referring to. Um... This is the time where I'm going to transition. Um, I'm going to take one topic because it's going to go. It's going to cross a lot of borders, and I want to be completely authentic with this conversation. So I'm going to refill my cup. It's time for commercial break. I'll be right back. Today's episode of WRYH podcast is brought to you by. Hopefully you stay out of there for this next topic because it's going to be a little deep, and you might hear a side of Lonnie that. You may not be used to. So, if you don't feel comfortable with the next topic that's about to arise, please understand. I understand it's no love lost. Go see you next week. But please don't remember like, rate, subscribe, interact in the conversation, get me involved in the conversation on social media. I can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the same name that this podcast is under WRYH Podcast. Once again, it is WRYH Podcast. Season 1 will conclude on December 23rd and return for Season 2 on January 4th. Once again, Season 1 will be ending on December 23rd and returning on January 4th. With that being said, let's get back into the show. Shout out back. My cup is refilled. But I had some time to think about something for a second. Now that I go back and think... J. Cole actually has two Grammy nominations, not um, none. K.O.D. didn't receive any, and that was his actual album that he put out this year, but um, he received one with Black for Pretty Little Fears for Best Rap Song um, Performance, and I believe for Best R&B Performance, Come and Come Through and Chill with Miguel is nominated. So he has two Grammy nominations. So congratulations to J. Cole on that one. But this is the thread. Uh, um, I take a topic... 
And I basically expand on it or rant about it. But this week, the threat, I had something else in mind. But I couldn't ignore the conversation that was going on this week. Um, After much melee and haste, um, Kevin Hart found himself back in the spotlight. Um, As you remember, around Thanksgiving, he actually got into some... um, hot water when his son Kenzo celebrated for his birthday and he threw him a cowboy and Indians themed party literally the week before I want to say Thanksgiving. If you don't know what the cowboy and Indians is basically is how America was found. America did we didn't find America. America actually was just stolen from the Indians. So that's why that's offensive. But that's not why we're here. Earlier in the week Kevin Hart had announced that he was going to be hosting the Oscars coming for, coming up next year. Like, if you remember, the Oscars and the Grammys are literally, like, two weeks apart. If not, I believe it's going to be the Grammys first and then the Oscars, or the Oscars first and then the Grammys. They're within each other. So, earlier in the week, um, I want to say later on in the week, there was some tweets from Kevin that actually resurfaced. And they were pretty homophobic, and they were pretty nasty, and I'm definitely, definitely not going to read them. But this is why Kevin was more so in hot seats, besides just those tweets. I swear, man, our world is becoming beyond crazy. I'm not going to let the craziness frustrate me or anger me, especially when I work hard to get to the mental space that I am at now. Thing calls me, oh my god, Kevin, the world is upset. A tweet you did years ago, oh my god. Guys, I'm almost 40 years old. If you don't believe that people change, grow, evolve as they get older, I don't know what to tell you. If you want to hold people in a position where they always have to justify or explain their past, then do you. I'm the wrong guy, man. I'm in a great place. A great mature place where all I do is spread positivity. If you're not doing that, you're not on my page. So, the problem here is apparently Kevin has specified that he's addressed the... He addressed basically the homophobic tweets on several occasions. Now, I didn't go looking for the actual proof that he did. I just take his word for it. Um, My issue with this whole situation is I hate that everyone jumped at the defense and said that, oh, that the LGBTQ plus community is too sensitive. No, we've allowed homophobia, especially within the black community, to skate through as if it does not exist on several occasions that we've turned our back the known and blatant disrespect to not just us, but to the community as a whole. My issue is, I don't believe Kevin is a bad person. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he's just a piece of shit, or he's an asshole, or just fuck him. No, this guy is really not a bad person. It's more so, Kevin failed in one area when it came to this whole situation. It was being accountable current day for your actions that took place years ago. Yes, you're pushing 40. Yes, you can be different. You can be changed. But niggas will say they change all the time. The only thing they really change is their clothes or their draws. And nine times out of ten, they fucking lying about that too. 
So you can say you change and you're saying you're doing nothing but exuding positivity, but this whole video is coming across as passive and negative as fuck. How did you apologize? How did you change? You have to convey the change that you're stating that you're exuding now. That whole video came across as he was angry, he was pissed, and he was upset. When the trolls, as you call them, come about and they bring up things from yesteryear to bring against you now, that is your time to shine and show that you've grown, not just sit here and claim that you have. And in reality, you really haven't changed. Change is knowing to go look for when you addressed it and apologize publicly. Change is pulling out those receipts that you've addressed this years ago to shut up the haters. That's what you are supposed to do. Now, the problem that I was having, um, if you follow my my personal page, I was listening to The Breakfast Club when this story broke. And the, the level of homophobia was just at an all-time high. And I just got irritated. And I thank Angela Yee for stepping in for this guy that was trying to mask his homophobia. I don't have a problem with gay people. But da, 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 like, hold up, what? how do you not have a problem with gay people but you're about to go on negatively about how you don't like something? That's not being, that's not, I'll have a problem with gay people. You wouldn't even have to say it if you don't have a problem with us, to be brutally honest with you. Um, D.L. Hughley responded and said, oh, people can't take a joke. No, sir, we can't take yours because we haven't found you funny since God knows how long. You weren't even funny in the Kings of Comedy. I'm trying to understand how you were there. You're not funny, sir. I never found you funny to begin with. Now, the actually, the interesting thing that actually came about when they responded to all the things that were taking place, um, you had certain comedians come out and, st- and say, um, and take full ownership, or not even ownership, they stood by Kevin, and they stood by the things that were taking place. First, it was Gary Owens. I go to bed, Kevin Hart's hosting Oscars. I wake up. He has to step down because the Academy has to go apologize for some tweets from nine years ago. He basically was giving his boys, talking smack back and forth, look gay, that look gay, that sounded gay. Not a big deal. It's a comedian, just, just cutting up with his boys. But you got a few people uh, that are trying to act like they're the voice of the majority, trying to make Kim, when you can't become, become a gay basher. Let's use some common sense. You know Kim's not a gay basher, just a comedian. If you don't like it, just just go past it. Who who digs up tweets from nine years ago? Uh, and you got uh, someone that's uh, trying to be a voice for the gay community. Where really everyday person I know has a sense of humor. Uh, Ellen, you hosted the Oscars. You're a proud gay woman. Stand up for Kevin. Stand up for him. Come on now, common sense people. Can you still? So that I don't have a problem with because. He actually told the truth. Most gay people actually do have a sense of humor. It's these stigmatized white gays that mainly have an issue with this whole thing to begin with, to be honest with you. But it didn't stop with Gary Owens. Um, I'm not going to play deal here because I just went off on him. So it's another person that I'm looking for right now that actually came to Kevin's defense and actually gave a very valid point. Here it goes. So Nick Cannon jumped and actually did something that the trolls didn't expect him to do at all. Um, he dug up tweets from three white female comedians, and these tweets are years old as well. 
So the first is, Ch- is Chelsea Handler. And she says, this is what a faggot bird looks like when he flexes. And Nick retweets it and says, interesting. I wonder if there's any backlash here. Um, Amy Schirmer. Enjoy Skyfall fags. I'm about to go. I'm about to get knee deep in, in Helen Hunt's The Sessions. I'm in the canon with the pondering face emoji. I'm just saying, should we keep going? And then he does one on Sarah Silverman. I don't mean this is a, in a. I don't mean this in a hateful way, but the new Bachelorette's a faggot. And he said, "I fucking love and I fucking love Wreck It Ralph." Listen for me, okay? This is the part where my black side kicks in. You gotta hold them accountable to the same thing that you love to bring up to people and have them accountable for as well. If you're gonna hold Kevin up to a tweet that took place going on nine, ten years ago, these three white female comedians should be held to the same standard as he was. It's only fair and it's only right. How can you expect change or to be uh, have uh, equality across the border along all these comedians. And these are three white female comedians that he brought up tweets for. And everyone's like, oh, he's a comedian, he's a comedian. But at some point, it has to be conveyed that this, this is a sensitive world now. And everyone is a negative label when something like this happens. He got labeled homophobic. Now, I don't know Kevin now. But those that Kevin then, I'm not excusing that else he's a comedian. That's just to me, that's kind of an excuse for it to justify why why it took place and why it was said. It's like you have to convey that change, and it has to be a change that goes across the board for everybody. But comedians, like I can go back to the '80s. If anyone remembers, the beginning of Eddie Murphy's career was delirious with that with that stand-up special. Now, that was extremely homophobic. It was to the point where delirious was not available for years following it because of the homophobic terms that were used in it. He used gay and faggot and fags and all these different things throughout the whole stand-up special. And this is the 80s. So... Are we holding Eddie Murphy up to that standard now is the question. Eddie Murphy is now, is damn near comedic legend status. So they wouldn't dare bring those up now. Another person that actually came and stood up for Kevin, which I'm so glad that he did, was actually Russell Simmons. And now, Russell Simmons, I'm looking up the proof of what he said. Because um, I remember reading it and I was so glad that he said it and not someone else. Okay, here we go. So he first did uh it's the story um text me and then he made it a post. So he said Kevin Hart should host the Oscars. This is a moment for him and his fans. Either we can use this moment to bring us together or separate us. Glad we have done this multiple times. Reach out to Kevin. Um, begin a dialogue and show him love. Now, this is where Russ actually begins his actual caption. Glad. G-A-L excuse me, G-L-A-A-D which is the organization for gay, lesbian, whatever, I forget the full name of them right now. I was your first straight honoree and I had honored, I had supported you from way back. What an advocate we had now in Tracy Morgan and others, and others remember our successes. Don't miss the opportunity to work with Kevin Hart for real. He is one. He's a wonderful human being who needs support and forgiveness. Glad I'm not sure 
who your chairperson is today. But call Kevin and work together. This is a teachable moment for all. The Academy should encourage this. We must realize that this is what makes great material, great ratings, and increased cooperation of Oran's world. We must, we must seize these opportunities. I am glad he said that. I am because this is the time where you have to do that. Instead of getting your getting basically your panties, your drawers in a bunch, getting mad and steaming behind your keyboard and pressing it to hope that someone sees and reacts to it or retweets it, you need to understand there needs to be a dialogue to know what is is not acceptable, especially when it comes to the LGBTQ plus community and how to just remember we're people and we have feelings just like everyone else and shit. We pay taxes like everybody else too, but it has to be a level of understanding. And just because you're a comedian doesn't mean that you're exempt from actually being a human at the same time. I, like I stated before, and I'll state it again, Kevin's not a bad person. It's just, of course, he made a dumb mistake years ago by tweeting this. And the fact that someone had enough time to dig up tweets from going on 10 years ago means you have too much fucking time on your hands. Now, this conversation and the one about young Miami's whole stance on wanting her child to be not to be gay, that's a whole nother story and it's a completely different topic. But I feel as if we need to work together to make to bridge the understanding between the community and some of our allies that we depend on and that support us and actually can speak for us in spaces where we're not may not be welcome or where our message won't be completely conveyed. And that, my dears, is my stance on the whole Kevin Hart homophobia controversy. Um, the ultimate selfie moment. Um, the ultimate selfie, which I call the self-care tip. You have to, as an introvert, I find that I need to start making more time to reach out to family and friends because I just, I get so overwhelmed in my own world, especially during the week that I forget to reach out to, like, my mom, my dad, my guy family, my friends. And, like, I haven't heard from you forever. I'm like, well, I'm done a week. I'm busy. <laughs> so it's just finding that time to understand that people still do care, even though most introverts feel like people don't care. You got to find time and care about other people, too, and just step out and make an extrovert side shine bright like a diamond. Reach out to your family and friends. Tell them you love them. Go see them. Go spend time with them. Go remind yourself that you're still human is important, especially now it's the holidays. The last thing you want to do is be sitting in the house depressed on Christmas or even New Year's. Shit, I even find stuff to do on New Year's, child. But remind yourself that it's not just all about you or whatever you're going through. There's people that still care about you, love you, and still want your best interest at heart, and they want to see you. Get off your ass, girl. <laughs> go see your family. Go see your friends. Um, I think I've I've done a phenomenal job today. I stayed on topic. I didn't bounce around all over the walls, <laughs> and we had a pretty damn good show. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, we're pushing closer and closer toward the season finale, and hopefully, you guys stay around. I'm working to get guests for like the next two episodes, and one I'm really gonna work on because it might be a full circle episode. So stay tuned. I love you guys for listening. I love you for your support and your continued support. This is Lonnie, and this concludes this week's episode of Who Raised Your Hose. Peace out. See you next week.